Welcome to the Feral Faucet, a podcast for curious creatives. I'm Feral, a visual artist and musician. And I'm Faucet, a musician and author. Today we're going to talk about mindset, movement, and the man on the moon. The highs, the lows, the challenges, and the joys of leading an artistic life. Unless we're distracted. (laughs) We usually are. Welcome to the Feral Faucet. The episode, What If Everybody Finds Out I'm a Fake? Mm -hmm. It's about imposter syndrome, and it's also known as geeks and goddesses and how to be both. Oh, I really, well, I actually really just want to be a goddess, but I'll (laughs) accept a little bit of geekiness. So last episode, we talked about fear, and this is kind of a continuation. We talked about fear of failure, fear of looking arrogant, fear of being pigeonholed, fear of running out of ideas, judgment, stage fright. All of those things could happen. Yeah. It it was a great conversation, but one thing we didn't really talk about. Is imposter syndrome. Exactly. Yeah. That's a massive, Mm -hmm. such a big thing in my Mm -hmm. world Mm -hmm. that when we started our band, Right Turn Clyde, I wanted to actually call the band imposter syndrome. Yeah. You were outvoted big time. Big time. You you come up with a lot of really bad (laughs) names for bands and that was... (laughs) up there, but I know you thought it was really pretty good. I think we're going to have to have an episode on hurt feelings. So far, so far, <laughs> I, so far I'm a geek with bad band name ideas. Well, oh, well, I don't think it's as bad as your bandmates idea of secondhand corn. Yeah, that was, that's that truly was really awful. bad. I'm glad you didn't go with that one. So here's an insult I will never, never use on you. And, okay. um, and it's, it's one that I find like, it's so strange, but if somebody calls you a poser, Oh yeah. It's hurt. It's like, mm, I don't know. No, I think it's actually like a really a nineties term. I bet you our children are not like going around poser. Yeah. Maybe poser. not. Maybe no, not. But for our, for our demographic, mm-hmm. hurt feelings. Yeah. It's right like, here. again, if you're a again. poser, you're pretending to be someone who you aren't like drop it. You're not right. so good. You're, you, you think you're so great, you know, and you're not. So yeah. you're just a poser and that cuts right to our true feelings of, Oh, I am just a poser. I'm not really so great. Yeah, that's right through squishy flesh into marrow. Mm-hmm. No, it's true. Yeah. Yeah. Good. And I think that um imposter syndrome can really prevent us from taking the next steps in our art, like getting an amp for our music. Yeah, why 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 do you use that as an example, Catherine? <laughs> because I don't why, have an why amp. so specific. <laughs> exactly. I know. I just borrow people's amps. I just I, I haven't gone there yet. But also submitting your work to publisher as a writer or as an artist. Or submitting your work into a uh yeah, into a juried show. Mm-hmm. I mean there's mm-hmm. many different things that you can do and a lot of them are scary. Mm-hmm. And a lot of them come with rejection. And some of that rejection is actually really important Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. if you don't take it too personally. Yeah. If you don't take it as pulling off the mask to reveal somebody who can't do it. That's yeah. And I spend a long time, um, living in imposter syndrome and now every once in a while we visit, Mm -hmm. but I don't think I'm kind of like, I don't like, I haven't set up shop in Mm -hmm. the, the world of imposter syndrome. Uh, when I was first um, going to paint, which wasn't that long ago. A lot happened when, in the last five years, Mm -hmm. but so, um, and I probably 
three and a half years with the painting. Uh, before that, I wouldn't even go into uh, the Federation of Canadian Artists Gallery to look at other people's work because I felt like a fraud being in there, mm -hmm. which is totally ridiculous. Mm -hmm. And I loved when people would say that I was an artist because, uh, but then I would think in my head, um, oh good, I fooled them. Like mm -hmm. it was like the best name. I wanted that name so much, but I, mm -hmm. I didn't mm -hmm. feel like uh, I had earned it. Whereas now it's just absolutely no denying Mm -hmm. that that's what I am and what I do because there's not really most waking moments are spent in that profession or in that pursuit. Right. Right. Well, I think that uh, imposter syndrome is so widespread for artists. This is the quote that I found from Maya Angelou is she, she said, I have written 11 books, but each time I think, uh Oh, they're going to find out now I've run a game on everybody and they're going to find me out. That's Maya Angelou. So, right. You know, I know that's pretty wild, isn't it? How, how that fear runs right to the top, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know? Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. It was except for Donald, but anyway, except, except I didn't say what? that. Okay. <laughs> except, for, except for Donald. He's like, I totally deserve to be here. Oh yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. Okay. That's who you're talking about. <laughs> yeah. I found another quote and it was like, um, the the author Neil Gaiman, who's one of my favorites, he he spoke about um, meeting Neil Armstrong at a at a gathering of of artists and scientists, writers and inventors, and um, Neil Armstrong said, "I just look at all these people and I think, what am I doing here? They've made amazing things, and I just went where I was sent." Oh, Neil! <laughs> like, dude, you went to the moon. Yeah. Right. Totally. And you went in that like gyroscopic thing and were spun around. Mm -hmm. Like you deserve a lot of cred mm -hmm. for just, for keeping your stomach mm -hmm. uh, and, and your nerves. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. The men. Yeah. Interesting. Again, yeah. right to the top, right? right? People that we just yeah. so amazing have done exceptional things and they still doubt themselves. Mm -hmm. But even people who do, you know, just small creative acts can mm -hmm. wonder whether they have a right to um, call themselves an artist, whether it's going to the moon or putting their painting up in the library art gallery. You know, well, you spoke about this to me before saying, well, I have a bit of a scarcity mindset. Mm -hmm. You want to expand on that? <laughs> yeah. Well, it's my fear of running out of, um, not having enough time. Yeah. Not having enough materials, not having enough, uh, money, not having enough of things to be able to fulfill my, my ambitions as an artist. I've had that for so long that like, even when I went to university, like it was like, oh, I, I can't be here. Like mm. I got stuff to do. Mm. I, I, you know, this whole <laughs> three year program is, you know, I'm out. I've like got, I'm getting old. I'm already uh, 21. Exactly. I gotta <laughs> go. I gotta move. Yeah. Is that a chin hair? Mm. <laughs> Yeah, I'm, I'm out. So I, you know, like I've got to go on. So I went to makeup school, like, mm -hmm. you know, like uh, there's numerous reasons we could dig very deep, but you know, mm -hmm. it's like, but I, I, definitely that mindset of like, I don't have enough time. Mm -hmm. It's actually interesting because it's opened up a little bit now. Mm -hmm. I'm mm -hmm. like, meh, I might not have enough time. Like, you know, do like, what you can, yeah. right? We do yeah. what we can in a day. Yeah. I think that, um, that with imposter syndrome, it's, it's, uh, it's kind of a case of running those worst case scenarios in our heads mm -hmm. and telling the story of being discovered as not being valid 
our own creativity maybe even feeds into the fact that we feel this yeah, way. Yeah, because we're really good at making up, <laughs> as your makeup artistry, we're really good at making up masks, right? Yeah, exactly. Ooh. Yeah. Oh. So we've got, yeah. we've, we've come up with some solutions. We're going to solve all the world's problems, all the whole creative world's problems right here, right now. Okay. I'm so and glad to hear that. Yeah. Am I involved? <laughs> oh yeah. Okay. Yeah, okay. We're going to solve I'm all here. your problems too. Excellent. So it's, it, uh, okay. I think it all comes down to mindset and the way we see ourselves in the world. Right. And this comes from something I was reading recently in Rick Rubin's um, new book. Uh, the creative act. I can't remember the exact title, something about creative act. Sorry. Um, but he says that artists are, that there is art and creative, I, uh, creativity kind of all around us at all times. And we as human beings are conduits can be conduits for that art with the right skills, with the right patient patience, and with the right mindset the art can simply flow through us. If you have uh, well-trained vocal cords and, and a good ear, then the music comes from the universe through you as a singer. Mm -hmm. And the stories are there. And if I have the, um, the patience and the skills as, a, as the training, I can translate the stories that, are, that exist onto the page. So we're just conduits for this. So it's not an imposter syndrome because I matter less than what's flowing through me. And can I let myself be a channel for art? That is a beautiful way to look at it and an interesting way to talk to oneself. Mm. Have you ever felt like a conduit? Sometimes in, a, in the flow of a story, I I don't know if I'd use the word conduit, but I think sometimes when you get really get into the flow of a story, um, like mm -hmm. when I'm writing, it's, it is getting started for me is sometimes a pretty hard and intellectual process that is like, uh, I'm really good at procrastinating and, you know, getting started is tough, but once you get going and can start to flow, it does sometimes feel like the characters take over or the, 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 the story seems to write itself when you're really in it. Um, music is that way too. Music can be that way when you don't overthink it or when fear doesn't st stick you up, you know? Yeah, when I was in Costa Rica, um, I was doing you know a little bit of singing here and there. This was mm -hmm. for a retreat uh, last April and also doing quite a bit of yoga. And when I did yoga, at the end, we would always end with an om. Mm -hmm of which uh, my arm was like, um, mm. like I got nowhere. I got no arm. Everyone else is ringing and I'm the singer mm -hmm. and I've got nothing. And uh, I do, I have like really tight ribs that don't f move. Um, it's a, a real struggle for me physically, like mm -hmm. a, an, an odd thing. And, um, but when I sing, and when I sang there, it was really interesting because sometimes these notes could just ring when I could connect to my emotion, when I could mm. be in the song or, uh, in the sound, uh, either of the words or in the tone, um, like, yeah, just let it would just go. I, I had the support. I had the air. It wasn't a thing. So when I got out of my own way, mm, getting out of your own way. Oh yeah. That's big. Yeah. It was really interesting. 
That's big. And letting go, it's like letting go, mm-hmm. letting go of all your own expectations and the expectations of those around us and letting go of the end product and the audience. And it's also kind of interesting. I've, I've drifted off here, but I, I've drifted off into a thinking of like, I also have noticed in this world for me that nothing imprints unless it's had an emotional touch and, and mm-hmm. in a way, not, not nothing, but like, uh, when I used to ride motorcycles, John would be like, well, that was, John's my husband. He would be like, that was on when we were on the Klamath, uh, falls road. And it was, this happened and this, and it was right between happy camp and here. For me, it was like, that was when I felt like Valentino mm-hmm. Rossi. And I was like, you know, and I was just mm-hmm. in the rhythm. And so it's all about emotion. I'm, you know, mm-hmm. every time you mention someone, I was like, is that where I was crying? Mm-hmm. Or is that where this happened? You know, <laughs> I don't know the town. I don't know the mm-hmm. road, mm-hmm. but it's the connection with my emotion uh, that makes the mark. Mm-hmm. And so allowing those feelings to really direct you in you know, creative moments like mm-hmm. riding a motorcycle, <laughs> I don't know, <laughs> or painting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Letting those feelings flow. Let the feeling, letting the feelings flow and mm-hmm. allowing yourself that kind of, it's, I guess, yes, really it comes back down to flow state, right? Where, yeah. and that's so many, that's so different for so many people. What is flow? You know, identifying the habits and thinking patterns that take us out of the flow state, I think is is important in identifying like, when do you feel like an imposter? Are you feeling like that when you're getting dressed to go on stage? Are you feeling like that where you, when you're sending your, your work out, are you feeling that like that when you're actually writing, Mm -hmm. you know, identify when and, and, and perhaps you can get over it, let that go, realize it's something. Yeah. That's something I, 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 that's a bit of a block now get over it and do your thing, do what you, what flows through you. Do you know, it's a funny thing too, with, um, painting Mm. when I paint and I've been making these little, um, videos of me painting, uh, with on time-lapse and Mm -hmm. I enjoy watching them. I do make them for other people or for Instagram, Mm -hmm. but it's funny how much I enjoy them because I get to kind of witness flow state. Mm. I get to see that. And when I, when I'm making those videos, there's definitely a few swears and a few trips and like, why did I mix? Like, where did that color come from? You know? Mm -hmm. Um, but when you get a time-lapse, all of that's gone and Mm -hmm. I just get to see something being built. And, uh, it's very encouraging for me. I quite like them as my Mm -hmm. own, uh, as a way of reassuring myself that I'm making progress even. And, uh, it was just an interesting byproduct, a tool that I'm able to use that I never expected. I was really just trying to make, um, an element of content, you know, just say, say, hi, I'm I'm here. Hello, Instagram. Yeah. Yeah. And it's also that whole time-lapse thing. I'm like, I love watching your art being produced under Mm time-lapse and seeing what's possible, taking out the element of the slow element and the pace of it and just, yeah. I love that. That's really cool. Yeah. And just see that growth. Mm-hmm. Just wasn't sure if anybody else has actually seen that as a tool for themselves. They just, we, it's seen, seen so much as a tool for sharing, mm-hmm. but it's actually a really great tool for reassurance. For you and for your own growth. Yeah. Yeah. I'm reminded of, um, of how distraction, um, can actually be fodder for creativity and distra- by distraction, I don't mean, I don't mean like in going down the rabbit hole of YouTube, you know, cat videos and stuff, which are right, pretty cool, pretty fun, but, but no, no cat videos, no, no cat on Roombas. 
no, no, none of that. No, none of that. But, but sometimes if we are feeling stuck, movement can be pretty key. And whether, whether it's physical movement, you know, just getting out, uh, dropping your work for, for half an hour and getting outside in nature, going for a walk, moving around, even, you know, even the procrastinate, it's sometimes viewed as procrastination, but I think we can have creativity when we're doing things like tidying up the house and Mm -hmm. um, driving and you let your mind go. So sometimes movement or switching things up can can, can enhance your creativity and your ability to let go. There's a Japanese word for that. Mm-hmm. Kaizen. I'll give you 400. I'll give you 400. Yeah, I was going to give you 400 <laughs> points if you get it right. <laughs> and you did. Oh, yay. I got 400 points. Yeah, you're welcome. Sometimes it's even just identifying the problems. Like you, you're having an issue, like, for example, with composing music, mm-hmm. uh, I'm making all these things come together, putting them together, putting them together. And, uh, and I am frustrated with the whole process, but really the part I'm frustrated with isn't actually the making of the music. Mm-hmm. It's all the technical elements that I, I need to sort out. It's the cables, it's mm. the mic placement, the engineering uh, and the digital stuff. All the yeah. engineering. Yeah. So, and it was, a, uh, my friend Adam recently, who I work with, um, said to me, he's like, Robin, you're going from, he said, Farrell, you're going from, <laughs> <laughs> You're going from being Farrell to Robin. No, he said, Farrell, you're going from being an artist to being an engineer. Do you see yourself as an engineer? And I'm like, hell no. Mm-hmm. And so he's like, well, then identify that that is a big deal. You're making a big shift. They are quite different mm-hmm. things. Mm-hmm. And so anyway, he was imploring me to have a little bit of empathy exactly. for myself. Yeah. Yeah. There are parts of the artistic process that may require that will be more challenging and that you can't, you can't pretend that you know everything about technical audio engineering right off the bat. We don't. And it's a, okay, well, you're going to have to learn this. Nor will we ever (laughs) because it's awful. And it's boring. No, exactly. It's really great to take a step back and look at what the problem is, you know, like where is, where it's not the whole package. Mm Mm-hmm. Are we posers as far as audio engineers? No, we're not saying we're audio engineers. No. But we figured it out. Okay, Farrell. Okay. Let's talk about comparisons. Do you ever compare yourself to others and is that helpful for you or does it cause a, uh, uh, does it, does that cause a sense of um, imposter syndrome or do you find that that is, how do you see comparisons? I always compare myself to others. Mm Mm-hmm. And is that a good thing or a I'm bad thing? Trying. Oh, it's. T- I am. Is it a good thing or a bad thing to compare is it yourself just a thing? to others? Is it neither good or bad, and it's just something that happens? Mm. It's just a thing. Well, it's a driving force. Sometimes you mm-hmm. compare yourself to someone else, and you're like, "Wow, oh, there's something there," and so you 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 pursue it. So it's great when it drives, but there's definitely times where you just where you, you hide mm-hmm. because you're not feeling like you're, you're up to it. Mm. You know, you're not good enough. Mm-hmm. And, um, so I guess it's just having balance, you know, how can you utilize that comparison mm-hmm. In, mm-hmm. in a positive way? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. What about you? Do I compare myself? What are you asking me? 
Do I compare myself to others? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm digging deep. Okay. Yeah. Do you compare yourself to others, Catherine? I kind of try not to. I like to be inspired by others. That's interesting because when you say it like that, you're basically just saying you've worked on that mindset. That's what you've just said. Like, it's like, hmm, I've already worked on that mindset. That's, and I think that's so amazing. The way you feel when you say that feels like really positive. I really admire that. Thank you. That means a lot to me, Fro. Does um because don't expect too many compliments. <laughs> um, what what I think is useful in the in, in when we're talking about comparing ourselves is to compare your current self to your past self. Mm. I mean, I'm not talking physical because you know things have changed, but <laughs> I, I you know if you look back and and see what goals did I have for myself ten years ago. And, you know, we zoom out and look at that big picture and mm-hmm. I, my, 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 myself of 10 years ago would probably be pretty proud of myself right now. You know, does that make sense? It totally makes sense. Or also you could take that like out and out of your own situation and you could look at successful people or people who you admire artistically and see how they all used to be. You know, how did they start? We all started from learning and discovery and making some crap work and then moving forward and doing better and better. So it's not, oh, she's better. Oh, you know, she's better than I am right now. It's that's use. That's not useful. Um, No, I guess if even on a micro scale, when you think about the building of a project. So I have little voice memos of a song I wrote. And then it went mm-hmm. all the way to a full song. And just when you hear the contrast between mm-hmm. the two, like the, just the growth, right? So mm-hmm. even seeing, seeing that in your, in little, the little bite-sized versions mm-hmm. versus the whole person, right? Like, right. am I better? Is my little bit better? Because everything requires growth. I think recognizing that there's growth and movement can alleviate that idea of imposter syndrome because imposter syndrome means to me, it's kind of like you step into something that you aren't, but when there's growth to reach that point, then we can understand that it's a journey to get here. You're not a poser if you're on a journey. No, you're just a traveler. You're a traveler. That's right. Hmm. Do you think we can utilize our fears to help us become better artists? Yeah, for sure. I think even this process of talking to you about it helps kind of putting it out there makes it easier for everybody. Mhm. Mhm. Cuz we've all got we've all got stuff in common. We've all all got fears. We've all got a bit of imposter syndrome going on and we all have the desire to be our best self. That's right. Pleasure talking with you today again, Farrell. And with you. Go forth fearless. We'll do. Thank you for listening to The Feral Faucet. If you enjoyed this episode on the imposter syndrome, please do all the things. Write to us with deep, meaningful... No. <laughs> no, see, I can't. I can't yes, just... Yes, you can. The, I can't. I can't do it. See, I'm an imposter. All you have to do is say, rate it, because we really will, do want to say, we'll start off with the normal. Okay. Please rate okay. it. Review it. Drop us a like. Drop us a okay. line. Um, send us emails with yeah don't be a poser don't be a loser (laughs) okay
Don't be a poser. Thank you for listening to The Feral Faucet. If you enjoyed this episode, please do all the things. Don't be a poser. Rate us. <laughs> Review us. Sing to us. Drop no, us a yeah, they can sing to us. Okay. I'd love that. Write to us. And uh, draw us a picture. Be kind. <laughs> be kind to your friends. Be kind to yourself. Be kind to everybody you see. Everybody you see. <laughs> sure. <laughs> There's nothing wrong oh, with that no. kind of ending. Just oh, no, do you want to do it again? With it. Okay. Let's do it one more time. Yeah, oh, yeah. It's okay. so fun. Okay. Okay. Got to re I got to requeue. Requeuing, requeuing. Thank you for listening to The Feral Faucet. If you enjoyed this episode, please go and do all the things. Rate it, share it, like it, review it. <laughs> Jump for joy, do a dance around it. And be kind to yourself. Be kind to your podcasters. Because <laughs> <laughs> we are very, very delicate. Sensitive creatures. <laughs>